What's up, nerds? Welcome to Nintendo Power Block for September 26, 2017. I always have to look at the calendar to make sure I know what the date <laughs> is. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deergan. Alongside me, as always, that retro code, Edward Varnell. This is the the penultimate show of you being here in this area and this cool power block banner will kind of be gone and it'll just be you and me doing like two or three shows in a row yeah and a cool togetherness thing it's gonna be awesome dude yes life life from the ngr headquarters i cannot wait yes (laughs) oh man this is gonna be awesome also ed and i and uh a a few of the other ngr crew have, have some cool content planned uh and i sent you that big list in the in the arsenal x chat so yes you can check it out uh we're gonna do a bunch of cool stuff while ed's here uh for you guys it's gonna be so much fun it's gonna be awesome yes, ah! yes. So, oh man ed and i've been playing a ton of nintendo games oh, it's just it's, <sighs> it's been the it's been like the best week ever so oh. lucky i've been trying to uh i've been playing some nintendo games but i've been like literally catching up on some other stuff uh but we'll get into that yeah yeah so basically uh ed and i we, we're we want to get let's pod and play back up and that's kind of like yes. what our, what our major plan is while ed's here is to do a bunch of let's pod and plays and and uh stuff like that but we also have some plans to start doing kind of like trailer and nintendo direct reactions and uh you know a couple other things let me pull up the list here uh we we are talking about the daily show i don't know how that's gonna go yet because of wednesday nights are super busy for me uh and and i i don't know we we are still talking about it uh we've we do have plans for for that but Yes. Uh, we're going to start doing review discussions, like when a major title comes out and we play it. Uh, you know, I think our first major one is going to be Horizon, and we're going to talk about uh, that and, like, the diversity stuff that we were, we've were we kind of talked about before. And yes. Like, you know, how they make the statement without making the statement and how that's good for the world. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know, we're we're gonna do uh, franchise retrospectives, uh, maybe like once a month. You know, so that's something that uh, you guys can look forward to. I'm just, I'm super excited. We're gonna do an unboxing of the Super Nintendo Classic. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm so excited for that, dude. And then you know, some kind of unboxings of special editions that we get if we get them or not. It's yeah, I'm I'm super excited. Uh, fire yes, the fire they're, they're, warriors one too Ugh. yeah because there's there's two unboxings that me and Corey have actually was able to pre-order like literally when you told me you was able to pre-order the second item that following day i went to uh gamestop and got it also oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. the the xenoblade collectors yes edition. yeah and i also pre-ordered the controller too so i'm that i'm pretty I did pumped not get. dude I have not put my Switch down in, like, a week. Yeah, I mean, I put it down a little bit to play Destiny. But, uh-huh. you know, I'm kind of at that point where, like, okay, I've I've checked a bunch of things off the list on Destiny, so I play it, like, twice a week. Now, just to maintain, uh, well, maybe three times. It doesn't, it 
it depends on on what's happening but yeah man played so many nintendo games played octopath traveler the demo yes. for octopath traveler I played some Pokemon tournament which came out this week uh i played a little bit of nba 2k 18 on switch i don't i didn't get it yet because it's not out physically but my friend mm. my friend downloaded it because he's going all digital and uh he brought his switch to work and i tried it out because i was like hey i can i like play it for like 10 minutes to uh just because like i do the nintendo show blah 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 i need to, i want to talk about it because this game is very high on my radar nba 2k 18 looks amazing on switch like if you showed me a screenshot of that and told me that that was nba 2k 18 not on switch like if it was like an xbox one or ps4 version i probably would have believed you it looks wow. really good i mean i only played it in handheld mode but man dude it looks really good uh the game it stutters a little bit but i mean it doesn't stutters the wrong word it runs at 30 frames a second instead of 60 frames per second like the ps4 and xbox one versions but uh -huh. every, everything's there like the the whole game is there and it was it got me really excited for my version for switch because like the one thing I want to do is just play basketball on my on <laughs> on the couch while we're watching TV. You know, like I I was messing around with with you know just quick play. Uh, spoilers: Cavs are really good in that game. LeBron's really good. I'm from Akron, Ooh. and I I'm I like the Cavs a lot. So awesome! I am a pre pre LeBron Cavs fan though. Okay, I was there for the bad and then the good with Mark Price and Brad Doherty and and, and Danny Ferry, and then and then I went back into the bad where we didn't have anybody on our team and then we got good again. <laughs> so it's okay guys i'm i'm not one of them bandwagon guys although it lebron and and everybody else do, do make it really easy to watch the Cavs again but uh right dude nba 2k 18 looks really good on switch and if you're looking for a portable version of the game like i understand a lot of people want to play online or or you know, and maybe Switch isn't the best place to play it online. I mean, it, it, the online is functional, but I mean, like, you know, people who are super hardcore and want to play online every day or whatever, like, I don't know. Maybe you'll probably just get it on Xbox One or PS4, but, like, the Switch version is a very competent version of the game. The whole game's there. The only difference is it runs at 30 frames a second, and there's a slight, almost unnoticeable graphic, uh, you know, decline in graphics, but... It's the full game. It works. It's good. I like it. it. Is, it's funny. Uh, the Xbox One version might might be the physical one that's selling between PS4. Uh, but mm -hmm. I, once again, a lot of my Twitter friends, a lot of people are playing it on Switch. Mm -hmm. They are like, they are loving this game, taking it on the go. Mm -hmm. So, um, digital yeah. sales might be good for it. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was a little worried, and like, there's some stories coming out that like the frame rate issues are, or not frame rate, but the save uh, state issues are kind of initially were bad on Switch, but I think they fixed that problem with a patch. Uh, it was it was problematic on all systems. It's it like I think the game is like thirty something gigs on Switch, which is it's fine, whatever. I don't I don't care. I have a big enough memory card, but like. I, what did you expect? This they're trying to give you the full game, and they gave you the full game, and so right. It's I, I was thoroughly impressed that this was running on Switch. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, 
the 30 frames a second thing kind of threw me a little bit but once you get once you get used to it like it you won't even notice like i mean i mean you'll notice but you won't notice unless it's like up against another version you know like right most sports games run at 60 frames a second uh well <laughs> supposed to i think madden runs at like 15 frames a second sometimes it's Ooh. just really bad <laughs> madden's just <sighs> anyways i also played a poking tournament which I mean, it's the Wii U game with a couple extra characters. It has all the arcade characters. Uh, it's fun. I mean, it's it's fun. It's I'm not really into Pokemon Tournament, but I got it because like I, Switch. I'm trying to get all the first party games at least physically, and I want to mm-hmm. build that Switch collection. You know, it's it's fun. I don't know how long I'll be playing it. I think Arms is better personally if you're looking for a first party fighting game. Or I, even if yeah. you're looking for another fighting game, I think maybe Street Fighter 2 might be a little bit better, honestly. But, like, if you're into Pokemon and kind of like that 3D fighter, it kind of reminds me of, like, Pokemon meets Fire or Power Stone. Like, mm-hmm. it has that isometric kind of look to it. Uh, it's it's fun. I'm, I'm maining Charizard because Charizard's the best. <laughs> I know that the sales are going to be slow for it. Uh, I was talking, talking to one of my Twitter friends saying that uh, they released it on a week that a lot of people didn't get paid. Mm-hmm. And for some people who got like who get paid every two weeks and stuff, they get three checks this month. So people are probably going to pick it up next Friday. Uh, I know a lot of people picked up uh, Pokemon Gold and Silver. Um but like I think Pokemon DX is probably gonna pick up throughout the holiday, or yeah. like once more switches and stuff get uh, come out, because I'm like it sold a million when it came out on Wii U, so I'm expecting it to do close to that same number over time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I expect it to do well. I, I think it'll really hit its stride during the holiday when people are picking up switches for their kids and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. my kid likes Pokemon. I'll to get this, you know. Uh, Pikachu is very prominently featured on the front of the box, so right. I think a lot of parents whose kids are into Pokemon, they know at least who Pikachu is. So, uh, like I said, it's it's a very competent game. It's very fun. It's very, you know, it's 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 very Pokemon. So, uh, but the last game is something I really really want to talk about. Uh, it's the demo of Octopath Traveler. Yes. Holy crap, dude. I played so much of that game to the point where I was like, I'm literally just like putting my switch down and listening to the music. Like the music is so good. And like the, the, they don't really have cutscenes, but they have like hand drawn art kind of like, uh, like stills. Like, yeah, like stills. Dude, the art is amazing i need an art book of octopath traveler when it comes out like the watercolory kind of old school final fantasy watercolor yes, stuff yes yes like i can't believe they aren't calling that like putting final fantasy on on the box like because of how much it reminds me of the super nintendo game specifically like uh i i haven't i've only played the the primrose uh section i haven't played as the other character which is the knight uh but dude that game is so dark i started it up and like i i don't know if i really want to spoil anything but like i i can't i can't spoil anything but like okay it's dark let's 
let's give it to next episode uh, because I haven't played it yet uh, due to some other things, and I'll talk about that when I get to it. Uh, but save played on the train on the way here. Yes, yes, and uh, because I need that RPG. Like I, I still gotta buy that uh, um, my micro SD card, but I also need to buy uh, let's see what Evermore um, the one Square game. Uh, I am set sooner. I need to buy that for Switch. But I'm so ready. I got it downloaded on my system. So I haven't started started it yet, but your hype and hearing some of the music, I'm just like, oh, this is already a must-have. Like, there's no ants, it's about it. Like, and I know some people were just like, they prefer this game over Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I, I call that blasphemy <laughs> for right now. <laughs> but I'm so looking forward to this because uh, a lot of people are saying that it takes uh, the fighting mechanic from Bravely Default and brings it into this old JRPG. When they mentioned that, I was just like, oh, yeah, this is a must-have. Like, this is probably a month that I need to dedicate. Just like Tokyo Mirage Session, I need to dedicate a month to that, too. Uh, which then needs a Switch port. That yeah. game needs a Switch port. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, let's save it for next episode because we'll be live and we'll be able to talk more about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And and by the way, I think, uh, Ed, when you're here, I think we're going to try to live stream the recordings of the episode. Uh, yes! Uh, man, I just... Uh, that game is so good. Sorry, I got distracted. Uh... Our co-host for Arsenal X, uh, Jesse, just sent us a, a, a message in the Facebook chat, and I got distracted. Uh, but, yeah, man, it's it's so good. I this, this just became maybe my second most anticipated Switch game behind Xenoblade. I just... I... I could not believe what I was playing. Like, this is probably one of the best products Square Enix has put out since Final uh -huh. Fantasy IX, in my opinion. Like, at least just Ooh. by playing playing three hours of the demo. Like, I mean, it's just, it's really good. I mean, that I'm, like, it's, the Bravely Default team has really just, they, they, the they, they've taken what made Bravely Default great and the second game really great, like, They've upped it, man. The, the art style, the music, the character design, the, the stills, like the dialogue, like the game, like the the spoken dialogue threw me off. Like I was like, "Whoa, this game has voice acting. This is amazing!" Like, <laughs> oh. like, like I fear for the soundtrack because, like, I want the Iron Set soon the soundtrack. Like, I want the physical copy, and. I fear for me that I'm going to hear the, this game's music because I haven't listened to any of the, like I, like I said, I haven't started the game. I feel like I'm going to be like, I need a, a limited edition or I need a special edition of this game with the soundtrack, right. with the art book. Like, I, I need that. And if I don't get it, it's going to, I'm going to feel like, hopefully, uh, I feel like if Japan gets it, I need to find a way to import the game from Japan. Yeah. Like so, I could have that because it, I'm a big music person in video games. And in 2017, the music for video games has been phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And when I start Project Octopath, 
if I hear the music and I put it down just like you and then be like, I don't even want to play the game. I want this. I want to hear this. And then I'm going to be, I'll probably be on Twitter and Facebook and be like in a group. Someone needs to make a live recording of this like right now. <laughs> that's what I fear that's going to happen to me. Yeah, it's, I'm just saying if you are a fan of RPGs in general or like old school Final Fantasy or anything <laughs> that's like, that's me. Like, honestly, like people, I think people like, you know, like Moose, who doesn't really care for Nintendo, but lo- kind of likes old school RPGs and is like really into PlayStation. Like, this game's going to turn his head to maybe go look for a Switch. Or like, yes. you know, people who, who love the Japanese role-playing scene on PlayStation consoles. Uh-huh. M- or like Vita kind of JRPG stuff. Like they're going to turn their heads and say, hey, I need a Switch for that game. Like, I think this game has that much power behind it. So, I mean, it's... Look out for that game. It's yes. it's going to be something it's, amazing. Like I said, it's a must-have to yeah. me, like, yeah. personally. Yeah. So, um, but uh, let me quickly get into what I've been playing, starting first with Metroid Samus Returns. Yes. Uh, please, please tell me about Metroid Samus Returns. <laughs> okay, uh, Metroid Samus Return broke my 3DS. What? Yes, uh, the actual circle pad, analog pad, the circle one. Yeah. The button part came off. Oh no! While I was playing Metroid, so oh. now my 3DS still works. So it got a, a, a this little plastic nub that uh, I'm playing with. Somehow the circle pad cracked for it to fall off. So yes, a new 2DS <laughs> is in the process of coming my way sometime soon. Uh, but Samus Returns is literally the Metroid game that everybody must have and must play. And it's one of those games that, yes, it still feels linear. It still feels like a Metroid game. But the exploration in it is phenomenal. And it, it might seem that the counter attack uh, is a little bit too much, but it's fine. You know, definitely when you're fighting bosses and definitely when uh, you feel like you're about to die and just anticipating that hit and timing and stuff, it really feels good. Uh, And we'll have a discussion on this on another show later. But a question was asked that people said that Metroid Simmons Return is the best 3DS game. And it's not to me. It's a great game. Oh no, dude! Link Between Worlds is probably the best 3DS game. Thank you, thank you for agreeing with me. Thank <laughs> you for agreeing with me. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I love a good 2D Metroid, but I mean, I think I don't get me wrong. I I'm sure Samus Returns is, is great. Like, yes, it's 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 the 2D Metroid game that people have been asking for for a while. It's based on a game that not a lot of people really understood at the time because it was stuck on the Game Boy and it was black and white and it was super zoomed in and there was no map stuff like that but at the same time now this is from somebody who hasn't played it yet and I'm I'm listening to you and Larry talk about it and listening to a lot of podcasts where people have played it the thing behind the game is the fact that it has the bone structure of that game and they yes. tried to add stuff to it to make it more a more complete version of that game they added bosses and they added you know the the melee counterattack and stuff like that uh 
but at the same time, I feel like that 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 bone structure is kind of what's holding it back. That and the fact that it's stuck on the 3DS, like you know, I think that those are the two things holding it back. But still, a, an amazing job at creating something out of this kind of bare bones Metroid it, game. They made it, something cool out of it. It's the 3DS game of 2017. I will say that. Um, but it, I think this Dude, game. There's still we, a ton of 3DS games coming out. You can't say that I, yet. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And plus, kidding. yeah, and plus we'll see how the sales sales do and stuff. But it we it uh, we energize people to have love for the Metroid series. You know, mm-hmm. people were people were just like, oh, well, it's a remake, but. A lot of people are saying this feels like a brand new game. Like they're using this game as a example of this is what a reimagining of a game should be, and I kind of agree with them. Now I don't think it's the like I said I don't think it's the best 3DS game ever. Link to the Past, Link Between Worlds, still that because Link Between Worlds beat out console gaming for Game of the Year when it came out, mm-hmm. and it kind of showcase what happens when Link is giving freedom, when a Zelda game is getting freedom, pre-Breath of the Wild. and Because Breath of the Wild took it to a whole nother level. Literally took it to a whole nother level. So that's a different discussion. But Metroid Samus Returns, uh, due to the fact that it's based on a existing game and, you know, they added new stuff and kind of fixed some things, it's great it's a game to once again study is it's going to be beloved by many, but it's not the best of being, uh, the, the game of all time of 3ds, you know? So we'll have that discussion later on. Um, but I am enjoying it. Just got the gravity suit, uh, still got some more Metroids to bust. Um, and really just getting a lot of like power ups and stuff. It's challenging. (laughs) <laughs> like someone said, it's the Dark Souls of the Metroid series of the 3DS. I'm like, yeah, it is hard. But uh, they they are forgiving at some parts, which I like. Um, Mario and Rabbids, I actually just uh, fought the Piranha Plant uh, uh, mixed with the uh, Rabbids and stuff. So enjoying that. Uh, still haven't played my Raven Legends, uh, but I will be starting that soon. And then uh, later on, I'll be picking up some more Switch games. Uh, I, I like five of them that I put on my list. Be like, okay, need to start getting these games. Uh, been playing Destiny 2. And uh, fixes a lot of problems that I had with the first Destiny. I, I am really enjoying this game over the first Destiny. I love the fact that the environments look colorful, like they look full, like look full. Um, I like the ship level, like um, the planet where like oh, the Titan. ships look busted. Yeah. yeah, I really like that level. I, I like how the colors, like of the sea, and how um, like just how like, it just brings that bold red of the pillars in with the, yes. the sea, and then like you go into the inside some of these things where the hive have taken over and it's just this bright yellow and you see like yeah. green glowing eyes just sh- showing through the bright yellow yeah it's yes. the colors are very standout-ish it's like remember remember like how gears of war one and two were super brown and kind of like monotoned in that brownish color and then you get to gears three and like like there's all these greens and reds and blues and it's very tonally different in terms of color palette like 
that's kind of how I feel about Destiny 2 from Destiny 1, where, like, yes, uh, you know, the, the structures are still there. You still know which enemies you're going to fight in whatever area you're in. But, like, even when you move on to, like, Nessus or, or Io, like, the color palettes are just so bold. And it's not just, like, oh, okay, I'm on Mars, so everything has, like, this red overlay on it. Or I'm on Venus, mm-hmm. so everything is yellow. Like, it's cool. Like, the color palettes are, are awesome. And, and yeah, it's... And, and I know we're going to talk a lot, a lot about it on Arsenal X because Jesse's been playing a lot of it, too. Yes. And um, I did the exact opposite of what I said I wasn't going to do. <laughs> where, like, <laughs> I have three characters on both platforms now. <laughs> and, you know, but we'll talk about that. Uh, and I got to find a story on why... Because uh, there was a story about they designed the game that way that you have to use all three characters. Uh, and that you can't have three of the same characters. So we'll talk about that on, on AX. So hopefully you guys will check that out. Because um, we're going to have a part two of that discussion with that game. But Destiny 2, I, I'm really enjoying this game over the first one. Um I'm not, to tell you the truth, I'm not bothered in this game about being locked out. The fights are not that long. And mm-hmm. literally, they're very easy to handle uh, because the, with the loot drop and stuff, with the guns and everything, and, you know, just going up with powers. And I know you mentioned leveling up in public events and stuff, but the uh, the level progression has been really, I, well, it's I, really uh Oh, go ahead. Go well, ahead. I, when I when I said about public events, like I was just talking about after you beat the campaign, once you hit level twenty, that's the easiest uh-huh. way to get your power level up. Uh, is just to grind public events and then do your milestones once you hit that two sixty five cap, because then you'll get the powerful gear, which will boost you to two seventy super quick. So I mean that that's all I wanted to point out. Like I okay. I like I I know like there's some points where like you get to and you need to be like level 15 and you'll be level 13 and then you do a couple strikes or do like some public events or multiplayer and you're that in like a half hour uh but yeah destiny 2 like now i'm leveling up my secondary and 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 tertiary characters now and it's just Mm -hmm. like i have level i have the level booster so like I get like 1.5 times experience, so I'm ev- flying through the campaign now because I don't have to do like the side stuff because I'm already that level. Like I don't like when I got to where I needed to be level 11 to advance, I was like level 13 <laughs> because of, <laughs> Dang. because I had so many level boosters from my uh, my primary character that I was just like. And the the nice thing about Destiny 2 also that I just noticed when I started my other characters is like. Your inventory goes with you to that next character. Like the inventory is shared, so you don't have to keep moving stuff between characters. It just goes there. The only thing you have to switch over are like weapons, which is super nice, which is a great change from Destiny One. Yes, uh, good. Uh yeah, I'll probably do a Titan and uh Warlock later on because um uh, I my stuff from Destiny One, like two of my characters, I guess somewhat carried over, but I'm gonna get rid of them because I already beat the game and I'm not gonna be playing Destiny One because uh, of Destiny Two. Um, I'm doing a lot of the adventure stuff, like the side quests, and I'm lucky that's in the game. Mm-hmm. That that and that was the big thing that I have with Destiny Two. That's like this is needed, um, and I like that. Uh, 
your there's other characters that you could buy guns from on that planet. So, uh, and I also uh, got a touch reserve, but I didn't have no legendary or coins or glimmer or whatever that crap. Yeah, is. he wasn't oh. he wasn't selling anything good this week anyway. Last week was like, if you were a warlock last week, that chess piece, that legendary chess piece was like, or the exotic chess piece that he was selling last week was awesome <laughs> for warlocks because like when you aim down sights and you're in the air, it allows uh-huh. you to hover and each precision, sh- precision kill you get adds, adds to your hover, like the hover timer. So like yes. you can sit in the air and just pick off guys. And so, uh, and the fusion rifle he was selling last week is supposedly really good for the raid, but that I've gotten like four of those in, in drops at this <laughs> oh, point. Wow. So it's like, yeah. whatever I didn't need, yeah. but I've been buying everything up just for my secondary and third character just to, uh, have it uh and i i have i play enough to where i have enough legendary shards to just buy them but uh. yeah it's yeah so that's what i'm doing uh like i said i am i'm glad that i got my switch and i need to play more of it i need to buy the sparkle sd card i'm probably going to be doing that hopefully over the weekend where i'm with Corey, we might stop in the store and uh be like oh there's a micro sd card i need to buy that oh yeah we we, ha- I mean, right after we go stay in line for Super Nintendo, we have to go to GameStop so I can pick up FIFA. On yes, Switch because I want to talk about that too. I want to. I just want to see what it's like. Uh, man, you should see my pre-order list for Switch. Man, it's it keeps I getting see, longer. I seen it, dude. Well, I, I canceled. Well, I canceled my Wolfenstein pre-order for PS4 and moved it to Azure Striker Gunvolt Double Pack, which comes out in November. Like, dude, November. Uh, there's like. 15 games coming out in November and I'm just like I don't know how I'm going to pay for all this okay <laughs> uh, I, I know that I need to because uh, I definitely when I get back in uh, I need to spend two weeks with Wolfenstein the new order uh, and then I because I want to get ready for Wolfenstein too I do want to do kind of like uh, maybe an audio or a written review for that kind of want to get into that game and spend time with it um, but like Raymond Legends I need to play uh, Mario Reps like I'm going to be playing my Switch like really soon everybody I'm picking up a few more games The Sky of Five I have to get uh, one of my friends told me about that um, yeah it's the Sky and, of Five's awesome uh, and just to let I know all you power blockers watching this um, hopefully uh, Monster Hunter World when that drops for PlayStation 4 Xbox One I'm thinking I'm going to pick up both games and I kind of want to see if anybody want to play that with me uh, because uh, TGS just happened and we should try it out I'll I could get it too and we could try it out yes like I think I think Joey is gonna get it on Xbox one mm-hmm. so I think I'm gonna get that version and he's gonna try to teach me what Monster Hunter is all about Yes, because uh, they I, I was uh, they said that that game is that you really need to play with other people. But um, I enjoyed it on the Wii U, and I enjoyed my Master Hunter Three Ultimate on Wii. Um, but uh, yeah, that's coming in the future. I'll let you guys know more about that. Um, also, uh, I put out a question to you all. Um, you know, we Switch has had a, Nintendo has an amazing year, and uh, hopefully, you guys can go to our Problock Facebook page, and I hope you guys see my question that uh, with the great games that came out, like how was your experience uh, at Refer right now? 
with game on your Switch or your 3DS or even your Wii U. Kind of want to know what you guys think of Nintendo this year. And I also did it for Xbox and PS4. So whatever system that you guys own, um, be positive and be respectful in your comments. Uh, uh, whether it's been good or bad, I really want to hear what you guys thought of Gaming for 2017 at this moment. Because by the time December comes, it, it I don't it, it's going to be a fight of what game is going to take do you, top race. Do you think Nintendo is going to have two perfect tens this year? You think Mario Odyssey could hit that ten mark? Yes. Yes. That game is super intimidating. Like I I was I was listening to a show the other day where they were like. Yeah, we went in and like there are just power moons everywhere. And like you go into a level and you're you're tracking down one power moon which has like an extended kind of almost like quest line structure to it. And as you're doing that one, you get sidetracked and go find like four, five, six different ones before you get to that one. And it mm-hmm. has it takes a lot of cues from Breath of the Wild that way. And it's like Man, I don't know if I could do that for a Mario game because once I start collecting those power moons, I'm gonna want to get them all. And like, but I'm gonna want to finish Mario Odyssey before Xenoblade comes out. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just like, like uh, yes. Um. <laughs> so. So. Uh, uh, but yeah, because uh, there's just so much. Like, I know. There's, that's a. There's dude, so much. Here's. Here's, I'm spending I'm spending two hundred dollars alone in October because I'm buying my uh, like I said I'm buying me and my mom Mario Odyssey and then I got the eighty dollar collection of of um, Fire Emblem uh, Warriors for Switch and it's just like, dude, mm-hmm. October alone is packed. Yeah, for me, like for the rest of the year, uh, <laughs> on Switch, I need to add. I'll just I'll add it later. Uh, for me, it's like, okay, so September is almost finished, but I still got FIFA 18 next mm-hmm. next week. Uh, but in October, I have Battle Chasers, uh, NBA 2K18, Fire Emblem Warriors, Knights of Azure 2, Super Mario Odyssey, uh, Str- Azure Striker Gunvolt. Those are the games I'm picking up for Switch in October. And then in November, it gets even worse. <laughs> It's okay. Sonic Forces, the Zelda Champions Amiibo, the Super Mario Odyssey Amiibo, the Batman Telltale Games uh, Season 1, uh, L.A. Noir, Lego Marvel Superheroes, Rhyme, Skyrim, Axiom Verge, uh, Resident Evil Revelations 1 and 2, and then you move into December, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and Doom, and then games that don't even have release dates yet are WWE 2K18 and, and Red Out. <laughs> and it's just like uh where am i gonna get all this money <laughs> and then they keep dropping net games i know like like okay so th- we're gonna get into our news bits and get into that yes. first, first story right now where uh they uh the critically acclaimed puzzle platformer inside has just been announced for switch uh so that's gonna that's gonna be a big game on Switch. I feel like that is a game. Yes. I feel like people would be like, yeah, I could double dip and get that on Switch, uh, and it would be. A good, I haven't played Inside yet, uh, and this might be the way I play Inside, uh, just because money and time and other things. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but that's a big get for Nintendo. That's that's huge. I Inside. 
I really want Limbo. I really want the Limbo inside double pack I, to come to Switch. I think that's going to come. I think Limbo's going to come later on down. Because Limbo is on Wii U? No, it's not. No. I don't think it is. No, Limbo's, uh, Limbo has not appeared on a Nintendo console yet. Okay. So, uh... Which is sad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is kind of major. And, yeah. I, I, I hear Corey up talking about, yeah, they just announced Limbo coming to Switch. And then Harmonix announced the game. Like, I'm, I'm like, Harmonix? You guys really, huh? Wait, yeah, it's like the, the, the weird music game. Like, and see, I thought it was in the Nintendo Direct, and it's not. No. No, it wasn't. It wasn't in the Indie Direct either. Oh. Man. But, yeah. Uh, and then there's other companies really trying to push games onto Switch. Uh, a lot of people know that Final Fantasy 15's director, where, where's that article? Oh no, no. Uh, Shinji Mikami is thinking of trying to get the evil within two on switch. That's insane. Yeah. And he's not, I was getting there too. (laughs) He's not even directing this game, but he was just like, we might try to get this game on switch. Yeah. Uh, he's like that. He said the interest was there. Uh, Evil Within is out in just a few weeks, uh, and now producer Senji Mikami, who previously directed the original game as well as the Resident Evil series, has said he would like to see a Switch version of the horror title. In an interview with GameSpot, Mikami said, I think a Switch version would be interesting. I'd like to try it if I had the chance. Uh, first, I'd like to buy a Switch myself. I had to borrow Zelda with the, with the Switch from another staff member to play it. <laughs> Dang. Uh... The Evil Within 2 port seems likely uh, because it's published by Bethesda, who has three games coming out on Switch in the next few months. Doom, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, and Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Uh, so a hypothetical port is not out of the question. Uh, it always takes more time to make the first games in the series compared to subsequent games. Uh, also, they have a Switch dev kit, and they're trying to figure out how it works first. So. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Uh, I don't mind games being delayed on Switch as long as they take the time to put the the time in, like Bethesda is doing with Wolfenstein 2 and Doom. Like, okay, yeah, Doom came out last year before I even knew what the Switch was, but like the fact that they're porting it to Switch, and that's actually another news story, which I guess I can just shove in here. Uh, the rumored Doom release date is December 13th uh, and is coming with all subsequent DLC and updates from the original version for free. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, the, oh, yes. The, the, the multiplayer is a separate 9 gig download, just in case you guys were wondering if you wanted to play Doom multiplayer at all, which I don't think anybody really cares about Doom multiplayer because the single player was so good, and the, which kind of sucks because the multiplayer uh, was developed by... Uh, who was it developed by? It was developed by the studio who did the Halo 3 and 4 multiplayer. Uh-huh. Uh, and they do really good at, at multiplayer stuff. And uh, it's it was one of those cases where they started on the multiplayer with the old framework of Doom 4. And they were so far into development that changing the multiplayer would have delayed the game by like a year. 
<laughs> wow. So like there's loadouts, like you only get to carry around two weapons. Uh, the maneuvering around the world is different. Like everything is so different with the multiplayer compared to the single player. Uh, uh, but the only thing that's not coming is the snap map feature. So, which I think people are fine with. Yeah, I, I don't I think haven't... I don't think a lot of people utilized it as much as they planned on it being utilized. Yeah. So, uh, I think it's more of, hey, let's just get this game running and making it look as good as we can, and then uh, people can play the multiplayer if they want. So, uh, that's cool though. Like the fact that Bethesda has three, potentially four games coming to Switch. Like I would really love to see Evil Within. Like I don't, ca- I don't like horror games. But I would buy it just for the simple fact that it's a third-party game on Switch, right? And you know, I I want to do my part in supporting that. And like, I know that sounds dumb because like I I've really tried to budget myself and really pay attention to what games I'm buying on PS4 and Xbox One. Like, make sure it's the games I want to play. Like, because those game third-party games don't have an issue selling on those platforms, really. But when it comes to Nintendo, Nintendo does like, I don't want the same thing to happen that happened to GameCube and Wii U where like, oh, they'll support it at the beginning and then they'll trail off and not end up supporting it. Like, I want to make sure like third party games keep coming to this machine because I love this machine and I would, I would love to play every game on my switch. Like that is just how my life works now. That is just how my life's going to end up being in the future. Like my wife and I are trying to have a kid and you know, all the things that I have to do, like the switch is just convenient for me to play games. And that's where I want to play my stuff. So I'm going to do my part. And if evil within came to switch, I would definitely buy it. I would probably play it with the lights on in the middle of the day with my wife sitting there because I'm a big scary cat, but it's okay. I would still play it. The first one was pretty good, actually. I played a little bit of it. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of Resident Evil 4, uh, which, you know, I I think is... It's a good Resident Evil game. It's a great game. I don't think it's, like, amazing. But then again, I didn't play it till after, like, Gears of War came out and, like, <laughs> the popular third-person shooters came out and, like, the, the controls were kind of stagnant. So, uh, you know, with an updated control scheme, I, it did feel a lot like that type of Resident Evil game. I got a question actually for you. No. What? Okay, so Red Dead Redemption is is you know, there's going to be a new, uh, new announcement Thursday. Yeah. Yep. September 28th. If we see a Switch port added to it, mm-hmm. can we confirm that Rockstar is really going to be supporting Switch? Mm-hmm. I would see it <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't really care a lot about Rockstar games, like, really at all. Like, I enjoyed Red Dead enough. Yes. Like, it's it's not a perfect game. I think they have a lot of... I think open world games are more advanced now than, like, when GTA Five came out or Red Dead came out. That said, like, I, th- I think the GTA games kind of control, like not very well (laughs) i'm trying to i'm trying to avoid words like crap and garbage and just i'm trying to avoid those negative words but like for me gta there are a lot of games that control way better than gta in an open world environment yes and 
I think Red Dead controls a lot better than GTA, but it still has the same problems because it runs on the same engine. But that said, having like even if it was like a port of Red Dead One, I would be okay with it on Switch. Like, you know, I'm looking forward to LA Noir just because I think that that game is interesting and you know I would I would like to see Rockstar support Nintendo because their games are very popular and so like if they announce like a port of Red Dead 2 to Switch I would buy it on Switch because I, I would just buy it on Switch I don't care about the online stuff like I just want to I would play it in the open world I probably wouldn't even finish it I'd probably go back to Destiny or something uh, but if they announce it for switch like that, that would be a really exciting announcement. I know I kind of like weaved around your question to come back to it, but like <laughs> that would be really exciting to see that announcement because that would really show like the biggest, arguably one of the biggest third party developers is porting arguably their second biggest franchise to a console that has isn't really supported by third parties and that yes. would make a statement it's the same statement bethesda is making with doom and wolfenstein 2 specifically wolfenstein 2 it's the same argument they're making with wolfenstein 2 is that yeah we put in a little bit more work to sell x million amount more copies and that work to port it down to this system is worth it because we're going to make the money, you know? Yes. I think, you know, to port the average, uh, the average amount of money it takes to port a game to a lesser console or just to port a game to a console. I think someone's, I was reading an article where it costs somewhere between 600 and $800,000 to have a, team code the game for like two years to port it and then i was reading something where somebody said it takes about nine to twelve months to get the coding right to port a game to switch uh which is why we're seeing some of these triple a games being ported late uh, yeah or even indie games like just because they didn't get their dev kits till later or you know nintendo made a deal with them or whatever like but if they can, if if they've been working on Red Dead, theoretically, this studio has been working on Red Dead since earlier this year, early this year or last year. What working on Red Dead? I think they've been working yeah. on Red Dead for like four or five years because they're building a new. En- they built a new engine. Build a new engine for the okay. new consoles. Uh, but theoretically, like they could, by the time this game comes out, they would have had a dev kit for like since launch probably or at least a little bit afterwards like if if they put the work in like maybe it doesn't look as good mm-hmm. whatever i don't care uh but it it runs at a smooth 30 frames a second you get the open world experience that would be a huge announcement for switch for red dead like i think it would be a huge announcement yeah uh, you know, I, I just, because a lot of people love Rockstar games, like GTA is on the top 10 <laughs> every month. I think somebody said it out of the last 53 months, it's been on the top 10, 50 times since it released. <laughs> like 
that's ridiculous amount. That's a ridiculous amount of copies. And if like you add one more platform to that number and it's your second biggest franchise, like, man, yeah, that'd just be, that would be a big announcement. That would be a big get for Nintendo. Yes. Uh, I, I just, yeah, I don't really know what else to say. I just, I keep circling back around to like people loving rockstar in this game, but like, yeah, yeah, that'd be huge. I I'm thoroughly intrigued about this announcement. Yeah, I think we'll see because uh, I know they delayed the game, so maybe they delayed it. That could be one reason, or uh, they needed more time on the game. So yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it's both. Maybe I mean, you never know. I guess I mean I guess we'll know on what Thursday you said. Thursday, yes. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm thoroughly interested in seeing what platforms this game comes to. I mean, we know it's coming to PS4 and Xbox One, probably PC yeah. later, and then Switch later than that if they decide to port it to Switch. So, uh, we'll we'll see. Um, mm. But yeah, we talked about Final Fantasy 15. They're tra- they're talking about a Switch port. I'd probably buy that game again if it came to Switch. I enjoyed that game enough to where I think I would try to play it again if it came to Switch. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, Fire Memorials, Ed. A game we're both looking forward to. Yes. Two news stories about this game. One, three pieces of DLC have been announced for uh, to come out after the game's launch. Mm-hmm. And it came along with a new trailer revealing uh, Keita and Tiki, two classic characters from early Fire Emblem games, uh, will be playable uh, in this game. So this game has a lot of playable characters, Ed. I think there's probably like 20-something characters at this point. There are so many. There are so many. Kind of almost like Hyrule Warriors, like how they just kept dropping characters, like one after another, after another. You'd be like, dang, how many characters is I know. Dude, every time they show a trailer with a new character in it, that could just be a totally new game. Like, <laughs> Pretty much. There are so many characters. So uh, that's exciting, though. I don't know if I'll stick with the game that long to play DLC. I've never bought DLC for the other Fire Emblem games except for, like, okay, I bought Birthright and conquest so i bought the revelations dlc for birthright Uh like i bought that but that's just because it was the third part of the game not because it was extra dlc like i i never bought the expansions that were like 20 bucks a piece or whatever so (sighs) ed did you play super mario run um no i did not but my mom has it on her ipad and i want to try it well get ready because Mario Run is getting an expansion. Uh, yeah. It's getting a new world. You can now play as Daisy and more content. That's all it says. Just more content. So. I think that's good. It's going to bring in more players. And for those who are watching this video, um, you could get it half price. I think it's like $4.49 or $4.99 uh, on sale on iOS. So uh, if you guys are up to it, go pick it up. Yeah, there's there's going to be a sale next week when the expansion uh, releases. So that's cool, I guess. Um, uh, let's see. Where do we want to go next with this? We only got a couple more things. Um, so 
there is some oh doom i want to talk about doom for a minute we, okay i mean we've we kind of skipped around it because we were talking we had a conversation that involved like four news stories but doom will run at seven a 720p docked and in handheld mode and at a smooth 30 frames a second uh a lot of people said when they played it they didn't even notice that it wasn't running at 60 frames a second because it felt so much like doom they didn't even care so that's good i mean yes look I play a lot of games at 30 frames a second. Sometimes 60 frames a second gives me a headache. Like when I play Overwatch for too long, I get a headache because of how kind of fast, fast. it's moving. Like, yes. And I know some people swear by 60 frames. Like if the game's not in 60 frames a second, I'm not playing it. And that's a bunch of garbage because then you miss like 80% of the amazing games that came out this year. Destiny 2 runs in 30 frames a second. Uh, so as long as it runs at a smooth 30, like... I think Doom is going to be a. Uh, I think Doom secretly might be the biggest game Nintendo like outside of <laughs> Nintendo games this year that Switch is getting. Like, I just think that this is amazing that Doom is coming to Switch. I loved Doom. I loved how like over the top and just ridiculous Doom was when I played it on PS4. Uh-huh. And the fact that I get to play this on Switch now just makes me really excited. I know it's not like the most amazing game ever. Like, I. I I think a lot of people were just caught by surprise. Oh, how good it was. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, man, I I think that this game is just secretly one of the best, which makes me think, like, okay, so if Wolfenstein 2 is running on the same engine as Doom, uh, that the Switch version is probably also going to run at 720p 30 frames a second. Mm-hmm. So... And I know I think because Digital Foundry did like they built the PC, uh, matching up to uh the Switch's specs mm-hmm. and giving the game a try. And you know they they talked about some uh some problems with it. Uh, but they were just like we're very positive that this game is really gonna be good on for Switch players. Like and they were just like you could overlook the little problems that they have with it because most of the game, like you said, feels like the original Doom game, and that's good. And I think uh, then they say that uh, Bethesda made uh, uh, it's like a custom made Unreal Engine four engine that they that they uh, made or something. Bethesda has altered the ID tech, which is or id tech, I guess. I always say I always called them ID until like. <laughs> <laughs> So I started hearing people say id software, but id tech, mm-hmm. id tech five is what Doom runs on, and it is a altered version of id tech that will now run on Switch. So, uh, yeah, id tech has been running games for id and and machine games, and you know I think, uh, what what's the other company that they that they have uh like all their games pretty much run on id tech so okay i am thoroughly impressed at the engineering behind that engine and like even even call of duty runs on an on a altered version of id tech um it's it's so far (laughs) uh extra engineered to that it's almost unrecognizable but call of duty also runs on id tech three i think (laughs) so wow uh i mean they might it might run in a higher version now but yeah even games like call of duty run in id tech so uh i think actually um i think titanfall 2 runs on a version of id tech also 
Uh, oh. Um, I maybe I don't know. I, that's wrong. That's wrong. No, it's not. I don't know. I'm not gonna think too hard about it. It hurts my head. Uh, but yeah, man, I think that as long as it's a consistent frame rate, and I think a lot of people are just gonna play it in handheld mode, like most people do anyway. Everybody yeah. I know, by the way, <laughs> besides like me and you probably at some point like everybody i know like a lot of people i know that have a switch have not even plugged in the dock (laughs) they just they have it like my friend my friend brian has not even plugged in the dock for a switch he just he has the charger by his nightstand of his bed and just plugs it in and plays it before he goes to bed (laughs) i i have my dock hooked up uh but i I kind of need to like actually play it on the TV because I've been playing it undocked. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that I said I wasn't going to do, I'm like, yeah, I'm doing the thing Corey does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just man, I I love my Switch so much. It's it's the coolest Nintendo device. Like for me, it's my favorite Nintendo device since the GameCube. It's it's just it's just amazing. I just I love it so much. I just, <laughs> I just love it. And now that I got my my fancy oh, blues. Now that I got I, my fancy blues, and it matches my 3ds. So, they literally look so good, dude. Oh, literally look so good. Oh man, it's I love it so much, and it matches my 2ds. Oh, it's so just. Oh. All right, Ed. This is kind of the last news story slash topic of the show because I'm saving our questions for when you're here. I'm yeah. I'm saving all the questions for when you're here because you know we're filming a couple episodes in advance when you're here. So we're not going to have a lot of news to talk about, but, uh, unless so. literally, unless Twitter just explode and like, un- unreleased unannounced games, just be like, wait there, that's coming out. Yeah. Wait, what? Then. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So this is kind of the topic of the show and this is kind of, it hits home to both of us. Like, just because Satoru Iwata was such an important figure in Nintendo's history. Uh, and you could like, now you can literally see his legacy in the switch. Like, uh, earlier this week, it was reported that switch contained a hidden golf game, uh, called flog. And now details on how to emerge or how to unlock the game, uh, have emerged. And one could say that the method is a little tear jerking. The system date on your Switch has to be set to July 11th without it being updated or connected to the internet. It has to be run on like 1.0 version software, uh, hardware uh, OS. Uh, the date is important because that was the day Satori Iwata passed away uh, kind of unexpectedly to a lot of the fans of Nintendo. Like I'm sure yes. the company knew about how sick he was and stuff, but... Uh, yeah so every July 11th if you do the Joy-Con gesture like you know the the Iwata direct uh, to you gesture from the the Nintendo directs every July 11th you will unlock NES Golf which he himself coded the whole game and uh, it's just this amazing little tribute to Satoru Iwata that's just like 
you know, I think Nintendo didn't care if anybody found it. It was just something they felt they needed to include. And this is such a Nintendo move to do something like this. Yes. And like, you can see the legacy of him inside the switch just based on like, okay, obviously the Wii U, as much as you and I both love the Wii U, like that concept didn't work, but there are aspects of it that worked, what worked and what didn't two screen thing didn't work so well, but people did use the off TV mode a lot. Okay. So how do we make this device work off the TV and on the TV? Like it, the dock system and plugging it into the TV and undocking it is definitely an Awada thing. You know, yes. the, the games lineup is definitely an Awada thing. It's just, and now that kind we of... have this like secret little Easter egg in this device is just uh, like, like when I read that, like I got kind of choked up because like th- this was right after you and I started podcasting together. I went to New York with my wife and we that was the first time I visited the Nintendo World Store and it was Sunday and the store was closed and I was like crap whatever and we were we were waiting at there's a subway station real close and we were kind of like looking up directions on how to get there and I opened the IGN app just to like check on stuff and I I was standing I was literally standing outside the Nintendo World Store when I found out that Satori Wada had passed away and I was like holy crap wait what like and i thought the story was like i thought it was like it's just one of those things where you're just like you do it, it takes you west because uh i was literally on twitter and i seen that and it was breaking news i'm like what's going on and when i seen it i i said i just said what I was so loud said no went told my mom that like the president of Nintendo passed away or, or CEO at that time um, I'm like and this is very major came back in my room and literally started crying my friend I, I, I literally told my friend I'm like we gotta go out to eat uh, we gotta go out got in his car and bought like literally went to the bar and was just like I need a drink yeah. And the bartender just like they know me. They were just like, you do not I'm just like, I need this kind of drink and I might need to. Yeah. And a lot of people who know me know how big of a Nintendo fan I am. That hit everybody in this whole world who who is a gamer. Whether you like Nintendo or not. Yeah. I mean like everybody has a past with Nintendo and everybody right. likes like some aspect of Nintendo. Like, everybody loves some aspect of Nintendo. It doesn't matter if you don't, like, okay, so a lot of people only buy PlayStation now, whatever. Like, you know, I... It's just, like, this hit the gaming community as a whole. Yes. And it's just, like, you... If you go to 2014 when that smash of Iwata fighting Reggie Fils-Aimé. Oh or if you just awesome. look like yes, like you look at Nintendo the Nintendo Directs and I don't care how many memes that was made of of Iwata. You got to respect the man who a was able to get Earthbound together, was able to work on Pokémon Gold and Silver to get two two uh two countries or continents to be fit on that game where everybody said that it couldn't be done there was stuff that people thought that couldn't be done in Nintendo that Iwata did 
you have to give Iwata just for Nintendo Direct alone because when you watch Nintendo Direct, you was waiting to see Iwata and waiting to see what crazy stuff that he was going to do. But there was something about him that was just so compassionate when he apologized for games being delayed. There was just something that when you heard him like speaking English, whether he took his time or something, he was he just had a charm about him. So he left a legacy with Nintendo and kind of left a legacy in video games uh, to this very day. Like, like besides, like once me and Moto pass away, that's just pretty much it. Like that's gonna be a date to remember. Like that's like we as Nintendo fans, definitely for me, like July 11th, I celebrate the life and death of Iwana. Like, I go out and get sushi, or I play a particular Nintendo game, whether he made it or not. Like, I reflect on what he has done for the company, but kind of what he did for the gaming industry that we that we tend to not re- respect. Mm-hmm. You know? And a lot of people just, a lot of people just literally sometimes just go dark and just be like, I don't want to be bothered because I, some people are still mourning. Uh, and even though we didn't have no kind of, uh, you know, we didn't really know him as a person and stuff, I'll just be like, hey, you kind of got to give him respect that he showed up in uh, a puppet form to do this little thing and just dancing around and then to hear that he passed away after that. It's just like that's hard hitting. Mm -hmm. So to see Nintendo to uh, make this tribute to him with this golf game uh, to see him still in me. I don't know if he's in Metopia but uh, to see him in Metomo to go back and look at the old direction stuff. You kind of see you know how inspiring and how charismatic, uh, or I can't say the word, uh, and just how wonderful of a person he is. So to see Nintendo to make this as a thing on July 11th to do the direct, and people still do it to this very day, talking about it, uh, it, it just is very heartwarming. Like, mm. and uh, some people get still misty eyed, uh, but it really made me smile because it was just like that's very big that they did something like that for uh, a person like this because it, it, it's like <laughs> everybody's just like protect me, <laughs> me mother. He's a national treasure, and he really is. Like w- I think we have more respect for Japanese developers than we have for American developers. Yeah, you know, like. Gabe Newell, when he passed away, the PC community is probably going to have a bigger, uh, a, a bigger viewing of him passing away. Yeah. Than than we have. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I. It it was just this crazy thing, like it, and I saw how it hit people kind of firsthand. Like the next day, we went back to the Nintendo World Store. Because, like, it was, I, I, well, first of all, I wanted to go there, but, like, they had announced on Twitter that they were doing a tribute to Satoru Iwata mm-hmm. over the next couple of days because, you know, well, he had passed away or whatever. And, like, when I got there, there were people, like, lined up to get in, and, like, there's this guest book that you could sign, and they're, like, we encourage you to write your favorite Nintendo memory or, like, your favorite Iwata memory or, like, just writing a tribute to Satoru Iwata. And, like, <laughs> there's a section of the store where people were, like, 
leaving Kirby plushies or yeah. somebody somebody had brought in like a bushel of bananas <laughs> or like you know there's so many people had like drawn things and brought them in and and it covered the the window out to the outside like all these Kirby drawings and and Pokemon drawings and just all these that, crazy things and it's just like wow this is like this hit people a lot harder than i like i thought it would like yeah a lot of people in the game like in the gaming space understand what he meant to video games but like this is like this is the first time i'd ever seen a lot of people like really go out yeah like that like the the famous picture still to the day to this day um not not art wise is that rainbow going over nintendo Mm-hmm. Like the day, like I think it was like the day or something that he. I passed think it was away. the day of his funeral. Oh, the day of his funeral. Yeah. So, and it it kind of showed like, not it wasn't destiny or something like that, but it was just like wow, how, how weird is it for that to happen? But how amazing and fitting that it did happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. It was just one of those things, man, that was just like, wow, this is... I, and everybody was like, there was all the speculation and stuff, like, what's... There was all the speculation and stuff that was like, what's going to happen to Nintendo now? Because he was such a force, such a leader, and like... Right. You know, he had two of the biggest consoles Nintendo had ever produced. Like, the two top-selling... Two of, like, the top five-selling consoles of all time, he led and produced and like got out there and like he he, took a salary cut when nintendo sales was down Mm -hmm. what what ceo does that yeah like he cut his salary in what like by 50 percent or something yes and he made he made no excuse about it Mm -hmm. yeah and it's just like in 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 everything that we got from like ds and wii Everything we got from Wii U and and the 3DS, like coming coming back to Switch, is like we we got the product. I think he always wanted to make and like you know all of it. Like we look at look at the Wii U as a failure, but you know we I if you think about it from like Iwata's perspective at the time, you're like, well, this is an idea I have. Let's get an idea out there and we'll perfect it the second time around and we'll still right. take what works, what doesn't. And like dude, the Switch is is killing it right now and like this th- like this device is like the is per- the perfection of his idea of what he wanted the DS and the Wii and the Wii U to be. You know? Yes. This is how that I mean that's that's what I see it as. Like you think about it from his perspective, I have a lot of great ideas. Boom, two screens. Boom. Motion control. Boom. Oh, okay. You can play this game on your TV and in handheld mode. Oh, okay. The two screen thing doesn't really work anymore. How do we fix that? The Wii U has a lot of good ideas. The DS has a lot of great ideas. How do we fix that? Boom. Switch. Like that's that's how I see it and it's amazing. It's just it, it's, what a what a what a I I would love to just be inside of his brain for like 5 minutes. Okay. Like I would love to just to be, just to be in his presence. Not even be, not even be in his brain. Not even hearing the, the speech. Just like I'm by Satori Iwata, like one of the greatest game developers 
of property of all time. Mm-hmm. And, and regardless how people see him, I'm like, I don't feel like besides Miyamoto, I'm like, there's nobody that's on your level mm-hmm. that I literally respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and still to this very day, that GDC talk, you know, people are still commenting on when he made that. Like, you don't get that from developers now. Mm-hmm. You you could talk about all the big fancy 60 frames per second, the graphics, how powerful your system is. And that don't have no mean. You could talk all about that, pass away, and people will feel sad. But you don't have that same level of respect like Iwata has. Mm-hmm. Iwata never bragged. I, don't, I feel like Iwata never bragged about his, the console. Like he like sixty frames per second and big budget games and all that never that never came from his mouth. His thing was just like I just want you as a person of a player of a lover of video games to have fun, mm-hmm. and and he constantly reminded us why that's more important than sixty frames per second. Because guess what, you could talk about sixty frames per second, but we'll talk more about how bad your game is. Mm-hmm. We could talk about that with Nintendo, but we'll always be like, but I'm still having fun. And there's some great ideas that in this game. So I'm willing to see how good it sells and hopefully a sequel comes from it. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was Iwata. You know, like literally take a day. If if you have a chance, Blockers, take a day and watch someone in Nintendo Direct and just see how that whole transition has happened with Nintendo with Iwata being at the head of it mm-hmm. like yeah we love Reggie we love uh, ben, uh, Bill Trinity, uh coming in do the, doing the directs and stuff but I'm just like you take some time and you watch Iwata and there's just something about him that would make you be like this is why he did Nintendo Direct and this is why I love him for doing it yeah yeah, it's. I'm really sad that he didn't get to live to see the Switch's success because yes. this is probably his crowning achievement. Like, you know, yeah, the Wii was a huge success, but like, this is the culmination of all of his ideas, and to see it succeed, and not to see him here to witness the success of this amazing device, is just it's. It's kind of, I mean, it's heartbreaking that he's not here anyway, but like it's heartbreaking to, it's always heartbreaking to see someone not be able to witness the success of their ideas or their plans or, you know, and, and, you know, like the, the streamline of content, you know, I'm sure was in the pipeline probably right before he died or before, like a little bit before, like, you know, they probably had plans like release plans for these games uh, well be- before he passed away but like it, it's it's just really sad to see someone like that not witness the success of their idea and it's it and and you know the the best way to respect that is to like show your appreciation for his ideas in this device like to, to yeah. own one like and, and I'm not saying that to be like oh yeah I'm a huge Nintendo Switch supporter everybody should own one but I'm saying like he was a great man and to to uh, like honor his his ideas and stuff is to like support this device and the idea and like people are and like i know a lot of people who own a switch probably don't even know any of this happened like 
you know, a lot of people are just buying the Switch because it's a cool device. But it, for, exactly for huge Nintendo fans, like you, you, you look at the legacy that he left and uh, how it evolved, that evolution. Like I don't, I don't think Microsoft and Sony, and not to get on them and their systems, but I don't think they understand why Nintendo did the stuff that they did. Mm-hmm. Why it was, why innovation was always the forefront to bring fun. So regardless of it, of it succeeded or fail or stuff, looking at it out of businesses, that's all good if you want to look at that, looking at that. But it evolved and it changed to make it to what it is today. And they're going to take what it is today and try to exceed that and still and continue to evolve. And that's Iwata. He evolved over time with, from game development to becoming CEO of Nintendo mm-hmm. to, to, he, to his passing away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <sighs> it's... I... I am... I was always interested to see where Nintendo would go without him, and it's it's amazing to see them take this direction. Like he's still there. Like it it really feels mm-hmm. like he's still there, and it's it, I, it's I, really I, cool. I, I see it in Kirishima and uh the one the one guy who's head over like the who was like the R and D or the one who did the Nintendo right like. I could see him as the next Iwata. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's good that they're, you know, trusting the young people. But I'm just like, you, you're doing, you're continuing the work of Iwata, and mm-hmm. I respect that. So, from me to you, Iwata, rest in peace. Um, I hope to have a mushroom cupcake in your name one day. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, not to add in on a sad note for me, but I'm just like, you know, Iwata was. Iwata meant a lot to me. Uh, Even though I might not show it, his games and his work really meant a lot. And I wouldn't be the Nintendo fan without his um, without his involvement in Nintendo's history Mm -hmm. in video games. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, rest in peace, Iwata. That was cool for Nintendo to end, you know, put that golf game in. And hopefully July 11th next year that I actually eat more sushi and have a drink in his name. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll do a small tribute to him when you're up here. We'll yes. do just something. We'll do something. It's going to be, yeah, I, I'm i sad that he's still not with us, but I, I, I think, like, the Switch is the best device Nintendo has put out in a long time like i i loved my wii and wii u and i love my 3ds but like the the switch is the device that iwata wanted and it's just it's amazing to see that nintendo put this golf game in here as this just tiny little tribute and it's just like it just shows that nintendo still thinks about what iwata would want what how like you know, how would he kind of run this business if he were still here? And like, it just shows that he was a very respected man in that, <laughs> that company. And it's just, yeah. Rest in peace. Awada. We, we miss your presence, but we still feel it when we play your game or Nintendo's games. And obviously Nintendo still feels it too. Now that this is in yes. here and I can't wait till July 11th <laughs> to try it. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like I, I, like it's still a thing right like even now like july 11th we can play it next year right that's 
is has that been confirmed or not like with the system updates and stuff we'll see yeah. guess we'll have to <laughs> do a let's pot and play that day <laughs> exactly <laughs> so uh but i think that's gonna do it for this episode of nintendo power block like i said we are we are forming a few episodes special episodes when ed's up here so we are saving your questions for those episodes <laughs> uh Ed, I'm really excited for you to be here. Are we recording on Thursday for a Friday episode, or are we just going to? Um, We shall see. Uh, Let me see how my train ride goes, because if I can record from the train and I'm not waking nobody up, we might do something. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll... That episode might be late. There might not be an episode Friday, but that's because Ed and I are doing cool stuff. So uh, we'll see. We'll keep you posted in the Facebook group and on Twitter and stuff. Uh, Facebook.com slash groups slash Nintendo Power Block. Email the show with your questions at Nintendo Power Block at gmail.com. We want your questions. We're trying to fill up a bunch of episodes with your questions. I'm so excited. Ed, what's that face for? You look like somebody just I, farted in your face and <laughs> no i'm just i'm just happy that i'm coming down and just talking about you why the nintendo sorry uh, about that uh, ed we're gonna eat some good food yes we're gonna live stream some destiny we're gonna do some let's pod and play for nintendo games we're gonna battle each other in arms gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a bunch of stuff maybe we'll get sauna involved and we'll play some one one two switch uh <laughs> Yes, that's gonna be fun. Oh man, some Mario Kart. We're gonna battle out Mario Kart. Yes, oh, I'm gonna lose, but I'm a fight. Oh man, it's gonna be awesome. Yes. Ah, uh, Ed, where can we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at that retro code. You can also check out my podcast Optional Opinion on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. Check it, uh, the link out at ngrradio.com and at the anomalousradionetwork.poppy.com. Um, this week I will be talking the final part of the beauty of video games. Uh, I will be focusing on arcade, so you guys will be able to check that out. I'm sorry that I'm late with the uh, PC stuff. I gotta still get those blocks up and get that episode. So, up. so I do apologize for that everybody that's on me a lot of things at work has changed uh, so that kind of affect everything um, and then this Saturday uh, uh, well for the video game uh, video, video video games arcade podcast edition uh, Sir Josh Brent will be joining me on that episode so you guys will be able to hear that and then Saturday uh, Eric M. Hunter for I Am Eric M. Hunter will be doing the eulogy so do check out those episodes uh, when it drops Nice. Nice. You can follow me on Corian HD on Instagram, Corian HD on Twitch, Corian UHD on Twitter. You can find me hanging out in the NGR Radio Facebook group and in Power Block Facebook group. I'm trying to do better at being a good participant in the groups. I'm sorry <laughs> that I, it just, you know, I'm trying to work a whole bunch of hours so I can take some time off to spend with Ed when he comes up here. Uh, so. Uh, you can find Nintendo Power Block Tuesdays and Fridays on your podcast service of choice. Rate us, comment, all that good stuff. It helps us with discoverability, which our numbers have grown a little bit in the last couple weeks, which I'm pretty proud of. Ed, I'm proud of you. Uh, you can find the video version on NGR Radio's uh, YouTube page and on NGRradio.com, which uh, Tuesday the website should be back up and 
in its new form. So I can't wait to show off that. So uh, yes. make that announcement on Tuesday when it goes up. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. Download our our family of podcasts, Arsenal X, which is our Xbox podcast, Nerds Gone Platinum, which is our PlayStation podcast, World One One, NGR Radio, The Brew Review, all that good stuff. Uh, check out our friends. They post in the creator's corner. If you are a creator, we do encourage you to post in there, uh, you know, tips, tricks, guest spots, everything. Just make sure you check that out. And yes, Ed, this is it. This is the week. <laughs> this is the week. Yes! When this episode posts, you will be here, literally be here in two and a half days when this episode posts. Yes. I'm so excited. So anyways, I'm going to get some water because we have more podcasts to record. And yes, we do. <laughs> uh, until next time, we love you. Thanks for watching. Bye, everybody. Woohoo! Woohoo!